Let's welcome tonight's speaker, Lisa. Hi, I'm Lisa. I'm a compulsive overeater. Hi, Lisa. It's really great to be here. I live across the bay, um, so I've been here a few times, and it's wonderful to see you all. Um, I've been in program for over five years now, and um, in about a week and a half, it will be five years of abstinence, and God willing. Um, and... Um, and about 150 pounds of weight loss for me. So you'll see in my um, photos that um, morbid obesity is my story. And um, I'm really grateful to be at a century meeting where I know, um, I'm sure it's not everyone's story, but I feel like that is a really big part of my story. Um, I was overweight pretty much my whole life. I um, when I was eight years old, my parents put me in my first weight loss program, and it's just always been um, like food and weight have always been such a huge part of my brain space. And so now that I've been basically the same size for about like two and a half, three years, my weight loss was pretty slow, but I think that's how about how long it's been now. I mean, it's just been like such an incredible miracle of this program. Um, so I'm going to talk about what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now. I really, really um, want to talk about God in this share, and I think um, higher power is going to be like a topic for if you want to noodle on that and think about um, if you want to share on higher power during the sharing portion. Um, but um, yeah, basically, like I said, I, I just had a food obsession from the time I was really little, I did not, I, I, I grew up in a really happy household, two older sisters and a mom and a dad. And, you know, we had our, we had our, you know, moments like every family does, but really it was a really happy upbringing. And, um, uh, that's not a story that I hear all the time in OA, especially from hundred pounders. But, um, and I don't know, I've had someone ask me before, like, do you think that you will, you will unearth some repressed memories at some point? And I was like... I don't know. Like, I, I never really actually had thought about it until she asked me that. And then I was like, oh, I guess I'm really not supposed to be like a, a compulsive overeater without like crazy family stuff. But that's my story. So, um, um, so yeah, I can just remember like being a super little, being like eight years old and playing in on Little League. My parents put us in all different sports and I was terrible at it always. And I can remember, you know, they would give us like candy bars to sell for fundraisers and I would eat all the candy bars that they had given me. And I had to like sneak money from my dad's dresser to like, cause I was too embarrassed to like admit what I had done. And, and then years later I got to make amends for that to my dad, which was felt felt a little embarrassing but also good to clear the air um I uh yeah I can remember just like constantly sneaking food and thinking about food and lying in bed at night and thinking like oh when I'm a grown-up I'm gonna have my own money and my own car I'm just gonna buy all this junk food and I would lie in bed and just like imagine all the junk food that I was going to buy at the grocery store. Um, and then as I got older, I did, I did exactly that. I acted on it. I can remember, you know, like I would, um, like eat dinner with friends and then like on the way back, I would like drive through the, the drive through and like get a couple of like meals. And I was living in Oakland at the time, sort of like moved back and forth. But, um, 
I can remember like sort of doing like laps around Lake Merritt in my car because I didn't want to like go home and like have my roommates see me eating. So I would just like eat my food like like while driving around the lake. Um, and then actually I was cleaning out um, some clutter from my home this last weekend and I found an old um, journal where I had um, actually had like a couple of um, like a uh, false start, not false start, but I came to OA first in um, 2002 because I um, had found, uh, I, I was in college and I had seen a, a, a flyer posted in someone's co- cooperative house, um, an OA flyer, and it was the 15 questions. And I can just remember that moment so distinctly, I'll never forget it because I it was the first time that I knew, A, that I was different from other people when it came to food because I always just thought that I wanted to, that I, I always thought that everybody wanted to eat uncontrollably, but just that I couldn't, I was the only one who couldn't control it. Like everybody else had that impulse, but could control themselves. Um, so it was the moment that I realized that no, not everybody has that impulse with food. And, um, but also that there were other people like me and that there was a solution. Um, so, um, I came into OA a couple of years after that. Um, I went to one meeting and I knew immediately that it was the right place for me, and I was really scared of the higher power thing, um, and not because I um, don't believe in God. It was kind of the flip side, where I grew up in like a really spiritual household, and um, had felt like very sort of spiritually connected my whole life, and felt like I had had some sort of overwhelming um, experiences of spirituality, and just felt like, oh, I don't. I don't think I can go there. Um, but so I kept kept on doing research, as they say. Um, and you'll see in my photos that um, doing research got me up to over 300 pounds. I think 312 was the top that I had been, um, that I had been weighed at anyway. Um, and, but anyway, so I was, um, but during that time, Um, at some point in there, I came back to a few meetings and did some step one writing. I got the workbook and I wrote on, um, some of the first step one questions. And one thing that I, a memory that I hadn't remembered that I was reading about in sort of like my food inventory was, um, that, uh, when I was in my mid twenties and I was, um, living back in Sacramento, I had my own apartment there, but for some reason, like, when my dad would go out of town, I would, like, sort of camp out at his house and just, like, get a bunch of food and just, like, watch his cable and just, like, eat food. And I had written, like, yeah, I I remember one time I got a whole, like, Marie Callender's pie and ate it in, in, like, two days. And um, I hadn't remembered that at all, that I had gone to Marie Callender's, and I guess it was, like, a very special binge occasion. Um, But, um... So I had, you know, started to develop like knee pain, ankle pain, I had high blood pressure, I was taking um, blood pressure medication. Um, I went through a couple of bouts of having chest pains and would like go to the emergency room and they would be like, no, you're fine. And I think um, now it was, you know, probably a combination of like physical and um, anxiety is my theory now. But anyway, I don't have chest pain anymore. Um, so, and I, I really was just so self-conscious in front of people. Like I could not, I just felt like I had so much to be ashamed of and so much to hide that 
I was really friendly and happy all the time, but I didn't feel like I could ever really be myself or let down my guard or really connect with people. And I did not um, feel like I had really a lot of close relationships outside of like my two sisters and my family. Um, so that's what it was like. It was, I was really isolated. I definitely would rather, you know, be around people than, um, I mean, be around food than around people. Um, so when I was, um, so about five years ago, actually maybe five and a half years ago in the summer, I was 32 and I just got desperate enough to really just come in and, um, just shared every time there was a newcomer sharing time and just said, I'm scared and I don't know how to ask for help. And it seems crazy that you guys call each other and talk about your feelings. Like I was just like, I do not know how I'm going to do this, but I just, I mean, I think I just knew like, you know, this disease was killing me. Um, and I was just desperate enough finally. Um, so that I think really helped me was just like sharing and just being like vulnerable in those early days and saying I need a sponsor and I have no idea how to get one like how do you guys do that um I remember making my first outreach call and um and just like out talking to the person and being like you know I would listen to I'm actually really it's like a it feels good to be of service and be like recorded because I listened to so many OA podcasts of the um, LA intergroup when I was sort of trying to get the courage to come back in Um, and I would hear people share in the podcast like okay I I came in and I got a sponsor and my sponsor told me like not to eat xyz so I didn't or my sponsor told me to eat like this so I did and and I remember just like telling this person on the phone like I don't I keep hearing this but I feel like if someone could tell me what to eat and I eat it then I wouldn't like I wouldn't be here like and she was like oh thank you that's 10 okay great um so um so she kind of talked to me about like what a sponsor does and how a sponsor like helps you you know work through the 12 steps and um you know can help you like develop a food plan and um, you know, can help you as you like start working the tools. Um, and so that was kind of helpful to sort of get that context. And, um, so anyway, I, I, I got a sponsor, um, that's the sponsor that I still work with now about five and a half years later. And I remember saying to her, like, I don't think I'm, I don't think I am ready to put down the food yet. And she said, that's okay. Let's just start working step one and we'll just like, we'll just start in with the steps. Um, And it was only about three weeks um, of working with her that I said like, okay, I think I'm ready to try um, abstinence and um, try sticking to a food plan. And that was um, my first day of abstinence was Monday, October 22nd of 2012. And, um, and so that's the abstinence that I have today. Um, so I'll, I want to talk a little bit about working the steps, but I also just want to circle back to like talking about um, why I want to talk about God, which is that I, um, so I have family up in Santa Rosa. They have evacuated, um, from the fires up there and their homes are okay, um, right now, but it's kind of touch and go. Like we don't, we don't know. And I had a couple of hours yesterday morning 
where um, apparently my sister was texting me, but none of the texts were going through, so I just didn't know. I didn't know how they were. Um, and when I found out that they were safe and they had, they're staying with friends in Novato, I was just, it was like, oh my God, thank you, God. Um, and I was doing a lot, a lot, lot of praying that morning and during those two hours. And, you know, I think um, the turn, you know, the step three, steps two and three of coming to believe that a power greater than myself can restore me to sanity and then um, making a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of a higher power. Like, I like in this program that I don't really have to know. I don't really have to know what my higher power is or what God is or how that works. Um, I just sort of have to follow directions and and do it. And, um, and I'm like, I'm... Uh, I, I'm a smart person. Like I'm an intellectual person. I like to really understand things. And so to be in a position where this is something that I can't really understand feels both very weird, like very uncomfortable, but also like kind of a relief. Um, and it's also been like, as a person, like I was talking about before, who's had sort of spiritual experiences throughout my life I sort of always felt like I could never quite reconcile with that with being like I'm a very like practical logical smart person and like most of the practical logical smart people that I knew like in college especially were like atheists like then I yet I was I would have these experiences so in this program I get to just go like eh that's that's me that's my experience all of it you know good and bad and weird and whatever um so I don't really believe in a God that, like, keeps bad things from happening. Um, Like, I've been through some really hard things in this program. I mean, certainly not as hard as I'm sure I will go through at some point. And, um, you know, I've always tried to share, like, I'm going through this hard thing and I'm abstinent today. Um, But, like, a couple years ago, actually almost exactly two years ago, a really, really dear friend of mine died um, who was my age. And she had, like, a three-week-old baby when she died and and a husband. And I just was, like, I was so mad at God. I was so mad at God. And I just would tell my sponsor, like, I'm so mad. I don't know. I don't know what to do. And my sponsor was, like, well tell her she can take it like I was like actually I don't want to swear because this is being recorded but what I would say to my sponsor is like I'm so bleeping bleeping mad at bleeping God and she was like tell her she could take it I like I kind of like that my sponsor calls God a woman I don't but um I mean I just don't really use like a gender pronoun but Anyway, so I did. I just kind of started like really like yelling, <laughs> really yelling at God and then was reminded by people in program that like that's a prayer too, so that's okay. Um, and it it just, thank you. Um, it's also helpful to have a little timer on there too. <laughs> it's a nice little shortcut. Um, so I just kind of decided that my human brain can't understand why things happen and that that's okay like I can just decide that I don't know um and so I've been kind of in this same thing the lot these last few days of like I don't know 
what's going to happen. And I just was so, I mean, I just did so much crying yesterday morning. And then when I found out my family was safe, I just like closed my office door and just was just like weeping with like just relief and gratitude. Um, and it's like, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't, I, what I do believe is that, um, I can be led in my actions like I now have a link through to something greater than myself through my intuition and it has led me to you know after 30 some odd years of binge eating it has led me to almost five years of not having to binge eat almost five years that I haven't haven't you know had sweets um which is part of my abstin my abstinence is no binging and no sweets. Those are and then I have a food plan that supports it and some other foods that I don't eat, but that's sort of my bottom line abstinence. And so, you know, I haven't I like I haven't I also don't drink alcohol as part of my abstinence. Like I haven't had beer in almost five years, which is I just these miracles, like that are absolutely evidence of a power greater than myself. Um and I believe that, you know, higher power can you know, each person has a connection to that if they if they wish, um, in some form or another. So that's about all that I am sometimes think I know, um, and other things I, I don't know. Um, so in working the steps, like I really love that this is a that this is a spiritual program and that I don't have to know. Um, and in fact, I heard someone share in a meeting one time that, um, that like surrender is that place of, I don't know, which I love because like, um, sort of being a know-it-all or like kind of conceit, um, are like, uh, uh, is, are, is like part of my character defects. And so to be in a place of, I don't know is like, oh, okay, like that's actually okay. And that's actually a good thing. Um, so I want to finish up. I guess I'll talk about um uh like what's been going on with me recently. So I'm in a a new romantic relationship which is absolutely absolutely a gift of this program. I mean just so many gifts of this program. Like I have like a normal sized body. I mean more or less like I am heavier than I would like to be ideally I I did get down a little bit smaller than this and then I worked with my doctor and my nutritionist because I I was I I have a nutritionist that helped me develop a food plan that works for me and um I got some like lab tests done because I was like hungry all the time and my nutritionist was like yeah you need you need to eat more and it might be that your body needs to carry a little bit more weight than you're carrying now and I was like that sucks but um it's like part of the surrender is like okay I'm gonna try to eat what my body seems to want and that may mean that I um need to I might weigh a little bit more than this like super slender version of my ideal self that I have in my head um that's also part of that I don't know and that may change too um oh my gosh I totally forgot what I was talking about let me just take a second Oh yeah. So that's one of the gifts of this program is like being in a body where I can like really like do things and exercise and it feels really good. And I can, 
you know, have like, uh, I'm sure a complicated, uh, many of us can identify with having a complicated relationship with the mirror, but like there are times when I look in the mirror and I'm just like, wow, I look really good. Um, and that is a miracle. Having like close relationships with people, doing my ninth step amends and just like not having to worry about like who's gonna like be across the street that I'm gonna maybe have to see. Um, that's a miracle. And um, being in a really, really loving romantic relationship has been another miracle because that has not, thank you, um, that has not been my story uh, throughout the course of my life was like, that was always very elusive. Um, and um, over the last few weeks, I noticed that I had just been doing like what my therapist would call um, avoidance behaviors, like um, like nothing bad on its own, but just like I had started um, prior to that, I like would um, not like watch TV while I eat meals, but I would try to like you know eat dinner like if I was by myself, just like kind of sitting quietly at my kitchen table. Um, and but I had started to like eat meals in front of the TV or um, like take my phone into bed with me and like watch you know like Netflix shows on my phone to fall asleep and I was like I wonder why I'm doing this and you know I I went to a meeting where the speaker didn't show up and I got to do some writing and um, you know just did some writing about how like wow I'm just like really scared like being in a close relationship and getting really vulnerable with someone is new and scary and um and you know there's just like stuff happening in the world that scares me um and I um have anxiety issues anyway um and so there's uh, lots that I have been able to my brain can latch onto and be anxious about so, but um, I learned in this program that the first step to um, changing a behavior is to become aware of it. So um, I became aware of those um, behaviors that I'm doing and um, actually been the last few meals that I've eaten at home by myself, I have eaten at the table with, I light, I light a little candle and I eat by myself. Um, and then sometimes I get to eat with other people or eat with my boyfriend. Um, still watching TV in bed to fall asleep, but I will... Uh, praying for the willingness to go back to like reading my novel um so I guess I will finish up um but you know that's what's going on with me and um I so I just invite you to love to hear about um like what are your places of I don't know or what are your um conceptions of a higher power or um anything that you would like to share about. So thanks.